We're told today's daf is daf chof in Tanis. Today, unfortunately, we will learn. I mean, we'll learn, fortunately, but unfortunately, for the neshamas of Yaakov Nafali ben Rachel Dvorah, Gilad Michal ben Batgalim, and Ayal ben Iris Shur Medera, neshamas have an aliyah. Yesterday, we got down to about uh, the wide lines on Chof Abad Aleph. Uh, we'll just repeat that last line. Tanan lo nakim et shmo, nakdimen who the the son stood still for him, so he was able to get back. You know, he didn't have to pay the money because he had he had done a great mitzvah that he uh, borrowed uh, twelve springs of water, and uh, he had guaranteed him with the money, and Hashem paid him back by having it rain on that day. And uh, even though it seemed that maybe the rain came too late in the day, Hashem held up the sun, so to speak. Uh, so that uh, he wouldn't have to pay out the money. The money was repaid on time. His name was Nakim The sun broke through the clouds in, in his behalf. There were three people who the sun um, stood, stood still for them. Niktema means like it was in the east. It stayed in the east. It didn't move. It stayed still for them. Moshe, Yeshua, These three, Moshe, Yeshua, and Nakim, even though Nakim, certainly was not in the level of Moshe and Yeshua, it stayed still for him. So, so Bishlam Mekdim Ben-Gurim in Gemara. Rashi's gear says not the Gemara, but it's Har Amr. We just had that case. Yoshua Nami Cross, a famous Pesach, just said, Vayidim HaShemesh Vayerach Hamad. The sun stood still, and the uh, sun and the moon also stood still. I think like the sky just didn't move. So they changed the law of physics for him. El Emotion, how do we know the same thing about Emotion? Emotion doesn't say this, Beferish. The, the story of Nakim, we have a Kabbalah, we have that story. And we have the, the, the story of Yeshua in the Pasik of the Moshman on Amar Rab Lazar, Asi Achel Achel. Pasik says uh, it's Xer Shava. We learn, uh, Rashi explains that Xer Shava is even, is, is even used in a case like this to learn out a Sasum Menamafar, something which is close, something which is not clear. Nobody knows the story that clearly. It doesn't say in the Pasik that the sun stood still for Moshe. But it's Xer Shava. Xibach, it says, it says by Moshe, Achel taste Pachtacha, I will begin to give your fear among the nations. Moshe told that to Bnei Israel. So it says, Achel, Exiv Hosam, and it says by Yeshua, Achel Gadelcha, I will begin to make you big. So that's strange lotion of Achel, I will begin, right, like from like Tchila, right, I will begin, Exerashava. Just like by Yeshua we see the sun stood still, so by Moshe also it stood still, not based on the, on the uh, context of the Pasuk, but simply because Exerashava. Meshumach Mani says a different Exerashava, Asi taste taste. The same Pasuk, of achel teis pachtecha, but not from the word achel, but rather from the word teis. Ksiv achel teis pachtecha. I will begin to give the fear, your fear of the na- uh, the nations will fear you. Ksiv also, and it says, biyom seis Hashem esro amori in the day, or biyom tet Hashem edomar the day that Hashem gives the amori into the hands of the Jewish people, and that's in Yoshua. So again, there's exerushah between Moshe and Yoshua. Just like by Yeshua the sun stood still, so by Moshe also it stood still. I don't need Xer Shava. You can you can deduce that the sun that the sun stood still for Moshe based on the Pasuk itself. The quote says, it says Asher Yishmun Shamacha, they will hear about you, Variksu, they will tremble, Bacholum Panecha, they will they will fear, they will they will they will tremble, they will shake in front of you. When will they tremble and shake in front of you? When the sun stood still for Moshe, when people see that you can perform a miracle like that, then people will fear you. So it's not based on Xerosh, but rest on the context. But in any case, the sun stood still for Moshe, for Moshe, Yeshua, and Nakim Migurim. So he said, 
And the Mishnah, if you look back a page or two, Yen Yud Chesamet Beis, the bottom of the page, it said, and also a city that they didn't have Kshamin, as it says, one city, one city will have rain, one city won't have rain. Says the Gemara, so it sounds when you say one city will have rain, one city won't have rain, it's okay. The city who has rain, they're okay. The city who doesn't have rain is not okay. No, that's not it. They're both for a curse. Both of them are cursed. In other words, too much rain is as bad as no rain, or it's, it's also bad. Right? What does that mean? That the, Rashi explains that the one who has too much city, uh, too much rain, the rain destroy the crops. And the one who doesn't have any rain, crops can't grow. So both those things are for clawless. I'm too much rain, too little rain, that's what I mean, that's what Hashem meant. I'm going to give this city rain, and instead of doing it equally, it would be good for everybody, I'm going to give too much rain in this place, not enough rain in this place. Now the Gemara gives other cases where uh, the, the, the Pusik says something, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? The Gemara's got a darshan, is that a call or a bracha? So in this case, one city had rain, one city don't, didn't have rain, those are both for clawless. This following passing in Eicha, Haisa Yushalayim Lenida, right? Benayim. Remember that's we that's what we read in Eicha. I saw Yushalayim. Yushalayim was like Anida, like a menstrual woman among them. So that sounds like a bad thing, right? She's Anida. Doesn't sound good. I'm reviewing the Rav LeBracha. It's a bracha. Kinida. Now it doesn't say like it's like Anida in which sense? Mandi the Yesh Lahetar. After Yushalayim, Yesh Lahetar. Just like Nida is not Anida permanently. She's only Nida for a given number of days. Eventually, she'll clear up. She'll become clean again. The same way Yushalayim will also be mitukan. So when we say Yushalayim is like an Ida, it's a good thing, because it's only a temporary blemish. Now the Pesach says, so that's Haisa Linnida. Then it says, Haisa Ka'almana, she'll be like a widow. A widow doesn't sound so good. She's without her husband. Amar Buda Lebrocha. It's also for a brocha. It's not for Klola. Ka'almana, Velomana Manish. Pesach says, she doesn't say, didn't say like by Haisa Linnida. It doesn't say Haisa Almana. It says, she'll be like a widow. She's like a woman who's a temporary widow. How is that? Her husband went overseas on business, but he's planning to come back. That's why it's but not literally. Once she's an almana, the husband's dead, he's dead. He's not coming back anymore. But here, he's, he's only partially he's only like partially dead. He's temporarily dead because he's coming back. And that's also brachas. When we say it's a nido or almana, in that sense, it's a bracha because it's only temporary. The Gamani Nasati, the Pasuk says, in Malachi, the Gamani Nasati Eschem Nevasam I will make you shamed and, and downtrodden and low. I'm a view that's also a bracha. Why? In other words, when the Jews were made low, everybody hated them. There was an advantage to that too. Nobody made them into the tax collectors or the policemen. Both those jobs were hated by the populace because the tax collectors were tough people, always took money from them, or the police, you know, it wasn't always, uh, police weren't always on your side. So it was a good thing that they were low so that the Jews were not appointed to those jobs. So that's an advantage, and it's better to stay under the radar and don't be appointed to those kind of things. Israel, and Hashem will destroy, will smite, not destroy, will, will smite Israel, Kasha Yanun HaKonav Mayim. Hashem will smite, uh, it says that Hashem will smite Israel like a reed is uh, uh, waving in the water. Now the reed, in other words, it just goes back and forth. Amar Vira that's also a bracha. 
This all started out by from the pasuk of this of the rain. Too much rain in one city, rain in one city, not rain in a city is a klala. All these other things are for a bracha. This is also a bracha because a reed basically is soft and it sways with the water, but it doesn't get destroyed, as opposed to something which is tough and gets destroyed. That's what it means over here. To might have said, what does Pasuk mean? This is a famous, we have this phrase in many languages based on this Pasuk in Mishlei. Ne'emonim pitzei ohev. Trustworthy are the wounds of the, of the one who, lo- of, of, of the lover, of the one who loves you. V'ne'etaros neshiko sone. But like false or deceitful are the kisses of the person who hates you. Meaning, you know, in Yiddish you also say, better apach, better apach fenakorov, other other akish in other words, better better to get slapped by someone who loves you, who does it lovingly and, and wants and has your has your best interests at heart, rather than a kiss from a, a hated one. You know how it is, like the leaders of the uh, countries who hate each other, they get together and they kiss each other, but you don't really want that. You'd rather get a potch from a, somebody who loves you. That's them. I think almost every language has that kind of a phrase, you know, that, that it, but it's based on this Pusik and Mishlei. Better, you know, better a wound from a, from a person who loves you, it's more trustworthy. Rashi says Netaros can mean like the opposite. The, the, the kiss of a, one who hates you does the opposite. He really means not to kiss you. Because uh, it means hafuch. You know, this is Netaros means it's like mutar. You know, it's like extra. It's, <laughs> Don't get too close, right? Stay at gunpoint away, right, right. Every, 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 this is a famous phrase, and every language has that. So what does it mean? We see in the Pasuk, the, the curse that, uh, that the Navi Achiai Shiloni cursed Yisrael, better than the bracha that was blessed to them by Bilam. Well, we're just about to start the li- widest lines at the bottom of the page. Bilam. Bilam Marasha. Achiai Shiloni killed cursed them, Bikona. Cursed them with this curse. They're saying that Hashem is going to smite you like a. Um, uh, like a reed sways in the water. It stands in the water. If you have a reed in the water, it stay, it stands up, right? It doesn't it doesn't uh, sink to the bottom. It just stays there and moves gently with the water. It gives a machlof and it exchanges its stalk, meaning if it's cut, it grows again. The Shirosha Rubas has many roots. Pardon? A reed, yeah, a kind is a reed, a reed. You know, like a um, like a reed, like a like a soft, like a leaf. It's like a, a reed is like a, is like a you know like a long green leaf that has some sturdiness to it, but it's very it's it's also very it gives. It's very uh, soft. Vishrushman um, has many. Uh, it's a plant. It's a plant, right? Vishrushman, it's got many. Um, Many roots. So even if all the winds come and blow there, the gears and says, they don't move it from its place. It stays in the water. It goes and sways with them. The Bach has a slightly different girsa. He says, In other words, the wind doesn't uproot it and take it with it. It stays in the water, you know, and it moves gently with the water. It goes back and forth. Right, Dumuharuchos. Once the winds stopped, uh, die down. Then the reed stays in its place in the water. So, as when he cursed them, he cursed them. You can make a reed swaying in water. Yes, but it will survive. 
A reed staying in water maybe gives a little bit and goes back and forth, but it'll survive and it'll grow again. Avabilim Rasha Birkenbergers, he he blessed them by saying they're like a cedar, a strong tree. Shinemar, Karazim, Alimayim. Now here interesting you see the, the parentheses takes out the Alimayim. Rashi explains neatly that he explains not that Alimayim that that Bilam didn't say Alimayim. Bilam said Ka'arazim, like a cedar which could dry up. And, and the Malach added, oh, no, 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 it's going to stay in water. It's going to keep on existing. So he says, my error is that Makamayim does not stay in a place of water. And again, the Pesach Ka'arazim, Alimayim was not said by Bilam. He just said Ka'arazim. The Malach came and said, no, no, it's not going to be like, like an error which is not in water. It's going to be in water. It's going to stay. Then gives a Machluf, and if you cut it, it doesn't grow again. The, the trunk doesn't grow again. The ancient Russian movement doesn't have a lot of uh, roots. Even if all the weaker winds don't knock it down, don't move it, once the famous, powerful, southerly wind comes, it uproots it. The southerly wind was considered a, uh, a strong wind that's more powerful, can destroy and lift it up, right? That's why the uh, brokers today say, you see, it's got a southern uh, exposure, right? It's got a kifun darom. I don't know what that means. Maybe good wind, maybe. So, so number one, you see that Bilam Arasha, his bracha, oh, Ka'arazim, no, Ka'arazim, it's not good so be, be strong, because our errors will fall, but with the southerly wind, and it doesn't grow again, and it can die in a, in a, in a hot spot, in a place with no water. And not only that, the kona has another advantage. The, the, the uh, reed is the plant from which we make a quill, uh, you make a pen to write, to write with that. So, so write, that's how you write a proper Torah. The Yom was with a quill that came from a reed. Could also be very sharp. Remember, we had many cases where you could uh, you could do a bris mila with a with the edge of, of a uh, of a reed. In any case, in any case, uh, we see over here this a concept that certain things which seem to be clothes could actually be a bracha, and certain things which seem to be a bracha can actually be a call. Now that we mentioned this pasuk of kana as being a bracha, we say tanur rach kana. Person should always be as soft as a reed. but shouldn't be. Um, strong, meaning stiff, is a better word. It shouldn't be stiff like a like a cedar. And uh, just to finish that Rashi that I mentioned before, um, Rashi, Rashi uh, uh, it begins with the word Erez, even though it says Karazim Ali Mayim, Haula Bilam Kama. Bilam didn't say Ali Mayim. The Bilam Omer Karazim, Vaamalach Yeshiva Ali Mayim, Mechain Kulu. The Bilam Omer Kanachalim. Like a uh, like a uh, river or a dry bed, a bed of water, but the bed could drive the zimnus yabshin. The kamalei malach no natayu the enyevation olim. In other words, the malach was was tempering what Bilam said. He said, and that's and that's that's why the pasuk says, "Vayafoch Hashem lechalas haklolo levracha." Hashem turned around the kolo of of Bilam turned a bracha. Bilam said, "Keeres." Said the malach no aleimayim. He said, "Kanachalim no natayu." In other words, it's going to grow. It's going to be wet. It's going to be uh, irrigated. So now the Gemara says that person should always be soft as a reed, value and shouldn't be stiff and tough like a like a uh, like a cedar tree. Meisav Shabab Shabab Rablazer Shimon, famous story of Rablazer Shimon, who was a great uh, Godel and Sadik, but he shows you everybody can make a mistake. Came in Migdal Gador from that place, me base Rabbah from the from his the the house of his rabbi, his master. 
by Rachel Bachamari, he was walking, you know, he had just come from a learning session, and he finished a good shear, and he learned a lot, and he felt good about himself. By Rachel Bachamari, he was riding on a donkey, and he was, you know, uh, hiking, you know, like, like uh, uh, taking a spazier. He was riding on his uh, donkey, and he was uh, riding along and viewing on the, at the edge of the river. He was very, very happy, he felt good. He felt good about himself, very confident because he just because he just learned a great amount of Torah from his Rebbe. From his Rebbe. Notice it doesn't even say who his Rebbe was, maybe to give him credit because he didn't want to take credit for the, what's going to happen in a minute. So he was very happy and feeling good about himself. A famous story, as he was riding along the, on his donkey along the river, a man happened to come upon him. A man was walking there. Shem Mechurbiyos, a man who was particularly not good-looking. Amalo, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. And the man said to, to Blazer Shimon, Peace be unto you, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. <coughs> so he didn't answer him. Amalo, not only didn't he answer him, he like put him down. Amalo, Reka, empty one. How ugly are you? Yeah, how ugly are you? It's very understand how he could have said this. Right? But as you see, he, he felt bad afterwards. It was a terrible mistake. In other words, everybody in your town look as bad as you? I don't know. Go tell the craftsman who made me. In other words, go tell Go tell your, the craftsman how, how bad it is. In other words, you understand that Hashem made me. So if you don't like the way I look, go, go, go tell the craftsman. So immediately Rabbi Lezer Shimon saw that he had sinned. He made a mistake. You know, he was sticking in Torah, and this guy is bothering him, so he, he you know, put him down, and he realized when he made a terrible mistake, Yardmech Mor, he got off his donkey, and he prostrated himself in front of this poor, uh, a good, uh, ugly man. You know, I've misspoken. Maholi, please forgive me. I'm not going to forgive you. Until you go to the craftsman who made me. And more alone, you tell him, in other words, not enough just to say thank you, so to speak. It's like a guy says, oh, you could apologize to me. You know, like you, you didn't like the food in the house. You could apologize to me, but you better go apologize to my wife. She's the maid who made the cook. You cursed her out. It's like saying, like, what does it help to apologize to me? You didn't put me down. You put down God. Go, go apologize to God. So he uh, was walking behind this man as they continued walking. In other words, the man passed him and they continued walking into the city. Until he came to the city. Now, when he came to the city, this, this is also this is the city of Blazer Shimon. All the Tamidim came out to greet him. Yatsub the, the townspeople came out, Lakrasa, to greet Blazer Shimon. They told him, Shalom Alecha, Rebbe, Rebbe, Mori, Mori. They said, Peace be unto you, my master, my master, my teacher, my teacher, Amalem. So now this ugly fella, who didn't think much of Blazer Shimon after he had said those words, said to the people, Lemiatam Karn Rebbe, Rebbe, who are you calling Rebbe? Amrlo, Lazeshim Matalach this guy behind you, this guy, Rebbe Lazar Shimon is fine behind you, he's our Rebbe. Amrlam, Imze Rebbe, if he's a Rebbe, Al Yirba Kamoz Misrael. Let's hope there's not too many of them. Amrlo, Neymar, why? Amrlam, Kachla Kachosli, this is what happened, tell them the whole story. Amrlo, Afal Pikain, even so, Macholo, please forgive him. Sha'adam Gadol Batari, he's a great man, he made a mistake, please forgive him. I will, I will, you're the rabbin and you need him, I'll be mochlem. As long as he's not rogel, In other words, 
it's uh, you know it's 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 a hard to understand story. Even if he says it mostly, presumably he did ask Mechilah from Roshlam too. He asked Mechilah from the guy, and presumably he asked Mechilah from Roshlam also. He says, "I'm not going to Mechilah what until you go greet him until you die." And not clear what the, what's, what's what, what this meaning is. What, yeah. What's the why? Why didn't he just? Mo- why wasn't he mochlin right away? He said, "I'm not going to mochlin until you go to until you ask for his God." So presumably, well, Rosh Hashem asked Mechila from the Rosh Also, he did he did tshuva right away, and he asked Mechila from the guy. Right? We know if you if you wrong somebody, it's not enough just to do tshuva. You have to be you have to ask Mechila from the person that you wrong. That's Ben Adam Lamakim. You could do tshuva. Ben Adam Lachavero doesn't have. Yes, three times, maybe. Maybe he was still trying to figure out what exactly her blazer Shimon was, was saying. Maybe, maybe. Because yes. the, the story is crazy. It's crazy, right, right. This was a guy right. just came from a shear. He's big right, right. Him, and right. this is the first thing that comes out of his mouth? I, I mean, that's... Right. Tulsa, says, Tulsa says that they were just trying to, in other words, because he, he felt good about himself, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to feel confident, it's another thing to feel a little bit too haughty, arrogant. So Elio came along, the, the, the ugly person was Elio, and tried to trip him up. Maybe Rav Lezer of Shimon understood that, you know, and understood that. He, he why said, didn't he know that it was Elio? Yeah, well, that's also, maybe, well, that's, he, maybe I mean, not if no. He didn't reveal people, himself, they, right, but he didn't reveal himself, and he didn't know. He didn't necessarily know that. But yeah, I think somebody yeah. who makes a comment like that, it's yeah. not just a comment because you're yeah. upset at your wife. Right. <laughs> and this is part of your being if you don't yeah. like ugly people. Right, how right? could he have said that? Very hard to understand, it. very hard to understand. Mark so fills with stories of great men who do who've made mistakes. No mistake, yeah. mistakes. I understand. Yeah. But this is something no, for but his and being. And usually, usually, and usually those I kind of mistakes. And Michael, usually those important things are words. They're usually words, yeah. you know. Yeah. Even when they put down one another, what an empty yeah. one! You're from Babylonia. No wonder you say stupid right. things. It's right. a low-lying right. area. You guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, they want it. Right. Oh, they're still human, and also, but also, you, you also have to try to take it with a grain of salt that 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 was like maybe a way of speaking. Even though we say, I'll, you know, that uh, if you if you. Uh, very, very hard to understand these things. You could also say that, you know, the greater the person, the greater the Sahara. Okay, you know, we have that. that yeah, I understand, but still, still it's hard. All the answers don't come to the questions. Right. So he went in, Rav Lezer Shimon learned his lekach from here. But Darush, he said, You should always be soft as a reed, and don't be as stiff and tough. As a tree, because that's We don't make a uh, we don't make the pen that we write uh, We don't write it with a uh, with a, uh, a pen made out of a tough tree. We made it with a from a pen made out of a, a reed, uh, a, a simple reed, and it's soft. And that teaches us a lesson: better to be soft and bend. Well, what else feels else? got the story got to do with being soft or not soft? That's not what it is. No, no. So, That's not what the no, story is about. The, 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 the soft means no, to let things ride. Don't be tough and don't I mean, always come to the answer. How could he look at another Jew if he yeah, thought he was yeah. a Jew right, right. and call him mechuar? Right, right. That's nothing with hard he, or even, soft. Even, even, even if he was a guy, not to say something right, like that. Yeah, there must be somebody who says he, he no, thought he was a no, guy. Right? No, no, but, no. But even no, so. No, he's a person. He's, he's, he's made by a person. I'm saying, what's that got to do with the analogy to a reed? means be soft, no, saying, don't be hard. Right. But that doesn't tell you that... Who's it no, no, no. No, it, it, it's... Who's, who is the 
He's directed at himself. He's directing at himself. No, but I'm saying, you're asking what's the connection with the soft. The piece with, when a person is tough, that means he's arrogant. He's arrogant and he's tough, so he, everything only he puts down, he thinks he's better than somebody else. What is a person arrogant? He thinks he's better than the next guy. The answer is to be soft, to understand that you're no better than the next guy. That's the connection of being soft and hard. Okay. Okay. I'm saying it could be directed at both of the characters in the story. Right. Right. That, that should, shouldn't have been so didn't, tough. Right. Didn't yeah, who, who didn't give in so easily, right, right. But if you understand that he was sent by, by Elio Enovi, he was sent there to it teach him a lesson. It couldn't be that way, though, right. it was Roger right. who said it. That's right. so what he's given the guy Musser after he called him up. No, 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 he just, yeah, in general, he just meant right. to say it both, right, yeah, right. Public, he, he, he could be, he could be, maybe, maybe like right. Michael said, maybe he asked him three times Mechila and he still wasn't that's, Mechila. That's the moral wanted, of the yeah. story? The moral of the story is I think Elio wanted to take him to a city and let the people know what he did so right. he should get there. Right. And then he got up to say, listen, I blew it, look. You know, I, I blew it. I thought I was arrogant. Look what happened to me. Mama? Cordy? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now the mission said. Now the mission we're going to move. Our mission was saying that, that the the uh, the, the the order of uh, building up to the big fast and the big uh, with the, the tekiyas etc was only the case of a, of, a, of the first rains of the season the yover that were delayed but all these other things that happen you have to crawl right away as the rabbi says the mishnah said the uh, um, ear uh, or he says the mishnah said that this is on the, on, on the top of yutes for a city has a plague or mapolis or uh, like earthquakes, in other words, where things were some tremendous winds, where uh, where walls are being knocked down, so they have to fast. And even the cities around there, they, they that city fasts and calls out. And the cities around there also fast because now they're going to have to give first aid, and, pe- and their city will be will be um, uh, under a deluge of people seeking aid. So they also have to ask them. When we talk about walls fall down, brios, we're talking about. A strong wall, sturdy walls, and not weak walls, low roofs. In other words, if it's a weak wall that's about to fall down and it fell down, that's not a sign of a call. That's a sign of bad, bad building, bad building uh, construction or or inspections. You know, like you have an old wall; it's hundred years old. You got to come and take care of it. So we're talking about where sturdy walls fell down, not weak ones. And then he says, "She ones that are not roy to fall down, below roysa, but not if they're roy to fall down." So the Gemara is going to ask, "Isn't that?" Isn't, uh, isn't that redundant? Hey, new Brius, hey, new Shane, Ruiz, Lipa. What's in between sturdy ones and ones that aren't Roy to fall down? That means sturdy ones means ones that aren't going to fall down, and weak ones means weak ones that are going to fall down. Hey, new Ruiz, what do you mean by weak ones? Hey, new Ruiz, what's in between a weak one and one that's about to fall down? A weak one is one. You're just repeating yourself. It could be that the wall was sturdy. It was very sturdy, but it was so tall that it was, and the way it was built, it was going to fall down. In other words, it was too high for its, uh, you know, for its base or whatever. It's too high the way it was constructed. Inami de kaimen aguda denara, or it could be very sturdy at this point, but it's built on a weak base. It's built on the river edge where the water is going to infect it and and weaken it over time. Kiahiashisa ruua, like you have a weak wall davmenado. There was a weak wall in Adar, the law of Yicholov, Ravu Shmuel Tusa. 
that Rav and Shmuel never walked underneath. Even though it was sturdy, meaning it was sturdy the last 13 years, it was there for 13 years, so it's a very strong wall, and yet, he says it was royally pole. That's what Rashi says. It's not royal, it's not royally pole, the other way around, rather. It's not royally pole because it's been there 13 years, so why do you think it's going to fall down? It's been there strong 13 years. But it's based weak, it's based on a, it's on a weak thing, it's ru'ua, it's weak because it's, it's seeped in, it's uh, water is seeping in there, and eventually it's going to weaken it. So that's what he means by, Rashi says that uh, that you could have a strong wall, you have a weak wall, it's not right to fall down, it's been there 13 years, why is it going to fall down tomorrow? Very strong wall, but it's raw, but it, it's, uh, it's still weak, it's not right to fall down, but it's weak, it's got a weak base and eventually will fall down. Yom one day, so, so what happened was that Rav and Shmuel, they never walked, around, they never walked next to the wall. One day, the Girsa is uh, one day, was a great man, and he came to that city in Narda. He came to visit them, and he was walking with them. Shmuel said to Rav, let's go around the wall. Again, you know, we're, we're near the wall. Make sure we don't go near the wall because we know that the wall is weak even though it's, been, even though it's not right to fall down but it's a, what a weak base. We don't have to walk around today. You know why? We have Ravada Barava who is with us. He's a great man. He has a lot of schuyot. I'm not afraid. In other words, if I walk with this great man, I'm not worried that the wall is going to fall down even though it's built on a weak base. So that's what he, that's the story. So the story was simply that you can have a weak wall uh, even though it's not right to fall down. Ravuna, so it's so on our Mishnah, when we say our Mishnah says that you have to be mispalo, we're talking about a sturdy wall and a wall that's not right to fall down. So in the case of this case, the wall in Narda, uh, if that fell down, they wouldn't have been mispalo or held to us. Why? Because that was a ru'ua. It was a weak wall even though it wasn't right to fall down right now. Ravuna, havileyahu, chamra. So Rav, Rav Huna had some uh, some um, wine, Bahubesa in a Bahubesa in a week in a house that was weak, and the week it was a weak house and there, it might have it was uh, it was bound to, you know to collapse. He wanted to take out the wine before the house collapsed. So what were you going to do? What do you do in a case like that? So Aile the Ravada Barava, this Ravada Barava we just said was a man of great schuyo, lost and brought him in there. And he spoke with him, and he brought him, let's say, a few sabalim to schlep out the wine. And he says, Rabbi Adabar, come into my house, let's have a cup of coffee. And he was talking, learning with him, until they, the sabalim were able to move all the wine. Basar and after uh, they went out, as soon as they left, as soon as the wine was taken out, then they finished learning, they went outside. As soon as they fell out, the house fell down. In other words, it was so, such danger. It's almost, it's, it's, it's almost, the story, the story is also an amazing story. If the house is about to fall down, you get out of there, right? It's like, a, and, and, and he brought Ravada Barava in to keep playing. So Argus Ravada Barava, Ravada Barava realized what happened. He felt in because he knew the house was just walked out. Yeah, they used them, right, they used them. He, he, he felt like, oh, you just brought me in there so the house shouldn't fall down. He was very upset. He held like this Rav Yanni said, a person should not stand in a place of danger. A miracle will be performed for me. 
Shemayin also nice, right? As we say, ain't so chalas. Maybe they won't make an ace for you, and maybe maybe you'll be in danger. Vimtem shalom ra'osim nice. And even if you say they'll make an ace for him, let's say in that nerf report, menakim shriosav that. That, that counts against his merits. In other words, if they perform a nest for you, so your merits are diminished. You know, like you have all these schus they're going to get, this, this, and this. Gets and this. Right, your guard gets punched, right. Amr of Chana, Amr of Chana, Michael, where he sees in the Pasuk, it says, The Pasuk Pshad is like, you know, I'm humbled by all the great things he did for me. But it also means, From all the good deeds that you've done for me, I've been made smaller. I've been diminished. Because of this. So, yeah, like you said, my car has been punched. I'm using up my merits over here. So Ravada Barava was very upset. Now, why was Ravada Barava such a great man? I mean, he's not known in the Gemara. He was an Amora. Say over here that he was such a great man that, that uh, Rav and Shmuel were not worried about walking next to a weak wall that they normally did not walk. They always went around that wall. And here they walk next to him thinking Ravada Barava will protect them. And the same thing in the case with Rav Yanai, uh, with, um, with uh, who was it, um, uh, with Huna, who brought Ravada Barava into his house to protect the house from falling down. What was Ravi of day? Ravada Barava. And here's a great lesson. Kihadi Itmar, like famously the Shol Tamid of us, Rabzeir, Ramila, Ravara, they asked Ravada Barava, what great schus uh, do you have that you lived such a long and illustrious and healthy life? I never got angry in my house. Right? Even though a man is, uh, is in charge of the house, he never showed any anger to his family members, right? That's a tough one. Pardon? They once said that uh, he was a, that, um, he wrote a book, what's his name, Rabbi, uh, Rekefa, Rabbi Rekefa wrote a book about, um, about Joe DiMaggio. Remember, Joe DiMaggio was, you know, like, not like today, they throw bats and they kill each other and stuff like that. The only time you ever met Joe DiMaggio once hit a fly ball, it was almost a home run, and then the guy, I think Willie Mays caught it, or somebody caught it, and then he kicked the dust, he kicked the dirt by second base, the famous line of kicking the dirt. He, that was the only display of anger, you know, so he hasn't been angry. So Kefir wrote that he learned a lot of lessons from him, and he hasn't, he hasn't gotten angry since 1972. Since 1972, he didn't get it. He never, you know, displayed any anger, you know. So, you know, so I said, I also got angry in 1972. <laughs> you know, but uh, he never displayed any anger. That's what's right. You know, like, that's a person could get angry. He never displayed any anger. And I never walked in front of somebody who was great. Now, that's obvious, but it means even if you're walking along with somebody, walking along with your Rebbe, you're supposed to walk a little bit behind him and on the side. Be careful. And in a dirty place, he never thought of different Torah, right? Below Torah, and he never went. He never walked alms without Torah, without tefillin. He always, he never walked as much as four amas without his Torah, without learning Torah and tefillin. And he never slept in base medrash, not a permanent uh, uh, sleep, and not even a temporary sleep. He never dozed off. These were all things, but to me, they pale in comparison to lo kvarti betoch right? Below sasti betekos chaver, and I never. 
was happy when my friend uh, stumbled. You know, something happened to him. I never took pleasure in somebody else's downfall. And I never called him by his nickname. Nicknames over here we meant names that were, let's call them derogatory nickname, nicknames. Rashi seems to say that the Chanichaso is a language like, um, like an, an, his family name. In other words, many times people not only had individual names uh, that were derogatory, but they also had uh, like family names that were derogatory for many generations. They called them out, the, you know, they called the family by, you know, uh, the crooks or whatever, the mafia or whatever. They didn't, he never called anybody by his, by their nicknames or family names. So these How were all... How did determine who was greater than him and who was not greater than him? In terms of what? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, so presumably he displayed uh, it means from your Rebbe. If you learn anything from him, almost almost anybody that he learned something from, you're allowed to walk abreast, you know, a little bit behind. But he was careful not to walk in front. Clearly, it was Rebbe. Obviously, he wasn't marching in front of him. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what's what's sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That there's, you know, anybody he's going to give honor. Yeah, uh, he respects anybody who's going to come to the door. Not which worse for a is that not the one, not the uh, the not the, the uh, shrink. Uh, the whole his wife? That one. The whole clan started from Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. His father was a rabbi in Milwaukee. The current rabbi Abraham, Abraham Twersky. His father was a. His brother. Oh, his brothers are right there, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's his nephew. Right, right. Brother. Now, Ravuna, notice, was, is brought down as the guy that Ravada Barava was angry about. Now, notice, he says, because he brought him into his house to save the, uh, to save the wine, right? That was the story with um, uh, Ravuna, and he brought in Ravada Barava. Now, notice Ravada Barava, when they asked him, Bama Yaman, he said, I never got angry in my house. But here the Gemara says on the same page, the Gemara says, Ikbid, he was upset about the fact that Ravuna used him to protect the wine. Outside his house. Right, outside his house. Doesn't but mean it, he was saying. It doesn't mean that. If I say that, it doesn't mean, exactly. It doesn't mean, it means, like, it, it means, right, it means, it, I mean, a person shouldn't gang, certain, certain, certainly should not gang outside of his house. In other words, in his own house, you say that's his family. Outside, he shouldn't, 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 but he was, but it doesn't mean, doesn't mean he displayed the anger. He just, uh, he was upset about it. He was upset. A person could be upset about something that happened. So I was like, oh, well, now he's going to do it. He didn't say that he told him. I right? didn't say that he told him off. It's just that he, but he no, was so upset why about it. Was he angry? Was he angry because he was put in danger? Or was he angry because someone thought that his schus was going to protect him? No, I think neither one. He was angry that he lost his schuyot. He was angry uh, like, so that he was used. It said they punched his card. They punched his card, you know. They punched his card. Obviously, his schuyot did help. You know, obviously it's good help. He just felt that he was he was abused. He was abused because you know why, why take should I lose I, the I shall, credit? Why is my credit for your wine? You know, yeah, lose wine. your wine. What do I care? That's All right, the wine. right. What? I'm going to let Rav Papa because so Rav said to Rav, so Rav said to Rav, tell me some of the good things that Rav Huna did. Now Rav Huna. Apparently, he didn't do everything good because he just saw that he was he he was what he did with the rod robber wasn't so proper. 
but when he was young or when my youth I didn't my youth I didn't recognize but Tivusa the Kirna in the old age I recognized him I'm not sure whose old age he means over here but he says it could be presumably it means that um, uh, I, I don't know I'm not sure I'm not sure what it means over here in my youth I didn't recognize I didn't know him when I was older I recognized him or maybe in, in his old age I recognized him the Eva and every day that was uh, that was like a cloudy day. Having Mifkin of Guarka, the Dava, they took him out. He was carried as a wealthy man, and they carried him out like in a golden chair. The Sirele Lakula Masa, and he and he inspected the entire city. Marshim say even the even the Goyisha vicinities. So this is still a continuation. We're talking about the weak walls, right? The weak walls. If they fell, if there's a weak wall that falls. We start by saying that you don't have a, you don't hold a fast for that, right? Any wall that was weak, he would knock it down. In other words, a weak wall you have to destroy to make sure it doesn't fall on somebody's head. So it's important, you know, you come there. Anything that's weak, you destroy. If the owner had the money to replace the wall, you know, whoever owned that wall. Then he would fix it. He would build it up. The low after, if he had no money, he would take from his own funds. Obviously, if he could be carried around by servants in a golden chair, he obviously had money. So he would fix it himself. He was the first building inspector. Building inspector, right. So every Arab Shabbos, every Friday, right before Shabbos, have a he would send a messenger, Lashuka, to the market. Any um, uh, vegetables that weren't sold. Again, in those days, they didn't have refrigeration and preserve and preservation. So what happened was the farmers would all come, right, bring their produce on Friday, on Thursday and Friday, to the market. And, and on Friday, anything that was left over at the end of the day, let's say they closed the markets at 3, 4 o'clock, so that stuff basically went to waste because... You know, it would it would rot over Shabbos. So anything that the gardeners, the farmers had left over, Zavala he would purchase it from them. The Shadilay Naharan, he would take it, he would take it and throw it into the river. Now, so the Gemara says, why, why throw it into the river? Throwing it into the river sounds like you're destroying it. But less than why not just give it out to the poor people? So Zim the He says, if he gives it to the poor people, they'll say, okay, listen, why do we, we don't have to go to the market and buy stuff. We'll rely. Whatever's left over, this great man Rafun is going to purchase and hand out. Well, maybe there won't be any leftovers there on a particular Shabbos and you won't have anything. So he wanted to train them. That's not the way. Don't rely on the alms. You should go and, you know, try to make a living and buy something yourself. So why did he why did he destroy it by throwing it to the water? Why didn't he give it to the animals? He felt that it was a bizoyum to give um, uh, hum, food fit for humans to give that to the animals. Rashi also brings down that says Mishim Bizi Ochlin Nachsi. He says Inami Mishim Chosam Marisha Yisrael, right? That that uh, he was he didn't want to waste you know good human food on animals, and he threw it into the river, and the river would take it down to the next city downstream, so then then people could catch the food over there. In other words, he didn't want to waste it on animals, but he wasn't also, throwing it out either. Also, wouldn't be Baltashkas. Uh, pardon? And then he, th- that Rashi's explanation right, would, wouldn't be over Baltashkas, right? Why right. is this right, right, Exactly, exactly. Well, you could argue that it was Baltashkas anyway, because uh, it, right, according to the first explanation, you could argue that it was anyway destroyed because there was nothing to do with it. You couldn't eat it, there was nothing to do with it. It, it was just left over. So what are you going to do with it? They couldn't eat it. It was too much to leave. Uh, it was going to rot over but Shabbos. Given it to the poor people. Uh, so he said, no, he said, you don't give it to the poor people because. As a lesson. Be, as a lesson. Because, right, so Baltashkas, it's not maybe throwing in the river is not Baltashkas, not destroying. It be a dying, but according to the second shot, it's even better because the people in the next city will get it. So, Belizan like Klau, so why buy it at all? 
If it were, you know, what, what does he have to buy for it? And then he throws it into the river. Just don't buy it. What are they going to They're going to throw it into the river anyway. He says, Nimtz is machshim lasulav, because next time they won't come with so much produce, because they'll say, listen, we're not going to bring much, so it's going to be destroyed. Why should I cut it down on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and bring it to the market, and it'll be destroyed? I'll just bring down, a, I'll bring a little bit of food, right? I'm going to just make sure, you know, I'm going to have a less of a, I'm afraid to buy too much inventory. Like, the guy's afraid to buy too much inventory. He's afraid he's going to be stuck with the inventory, so he buys a smaller amount. And then, when people want to buy, he doesn't have it, and he lost the sale. And so, and not only lost the sale, but there won't be food for the people to buy for Shabbos. So therefore, he said it was a good deed that he did. He says, "I'll buy the, whatever's left over. I'll buy," and then he destroyed it so as not to, uh, you know, also not to ruin the markets and also yeah, to make sure that the next week they'll come back. He's encouraging the farmers to overproduce. That's well, overproduce or make sure that there's enough. And maybe, maybe, maybe they're still they, buying it from. Yeah, yeah, right. But obviously, if they went to ta- if they went so far and they bought way, way, way too much, he probably put a limit on that. Also, he wasn't stupid. Gavin Milsudasusa, when he would have this, that was one good thing, the great thing that he did. Another thing that he did was. the Shuk on Friday. Uh, yeah. You know this. I mean, I used to do it with my kids. When you go to the Shuk on Friday. Yeah, at, at before Shabbos. Yeah, they get it for half the price. For a uh, right, right, right. There are people who still go there. there. I mean, people I go there, right, regular, right. not just right, a right. medium. There are people here regular. Right, right, right. They have to throw they it out. They have to throw it out. Same idea. So Gavin Milsudasusa, when he would have a remedy, he had some medicine. That wasn't available to everybody else. He would fill up a water jug with that medicine, but totally the safe base, and he would and he would hang it on the uh, on the threshold or the doorpost of his house. But Amr called the boy Leishulishkin and said he ever wanted to come and take it. In other words, he was very uh, magnanimous and very generous. Some say Milsa the Shifta. He was worried about Shifta. Shifta was a was the demon who uh, punished people who didn't wash their hands before eating. Uh, he knew about he knew about Shifta very well. He would leave a jug of water, but Dali lay and hang it there. Whoever's going to eat and needs water to wash with, come and take. The low stock and she shouldn't become endangered by Shifta, and Shifta would endanger people who are uh, who are um, you know who, who wash who, who eat without washing their hands. Shifta today is a is an area in the south where the base for the Tatchanim. <laughs> this is called shifty, yeah, yeah. rifta. I don't know why I got that. Kavikaruch rifta. When he would break bread, when he would eat, sit down to eat pasuk lebabe, he would open up his door, open up the gate, open up his door, and he would say, "Call man detzarach leisivilich." Like we say on Pesach, right? Whoever needs coming. Um, Rava. So Rava, who had asked Rafumar Papa, tell me great things that Rafuna did. One of the things we, we said, that we enumerated the things that he did was that, you know, he purchased all the leftover vegetables there of Shabbos, the fruits and vegetables, and uh, he would, you know, be generous with his medicine, with his water, etc. And he would open up his door and let them eat whenever he'd eat. Amarav Akulam at Sina Makaima. I could do all those things. I could do that too. I could go buy, I also have money. I could also buy the leftover stuff and give out free medicine and free water. Labar Meha, except for that last thing. Whenever I sit down to eat, open my door and let everybody come in. The Lomitzin, I can't do that last thing. Why? Because there are too many people here. In other words, the Ikaniya Tfei, Rashi gives him Shimda Nefisha, Bnei Mechuza. He didn't say Bnei Chel. Bnei Chel sounds like the army. Uh, that's the gifts that we have. There's too many people, like the army of poor people in the city, just too many, and I wouldn't be able to exist. I would, they, they would eat me out of house and home. We're not done yet with this concept of, uh, of, of uh, you know, weak walls, etc., and we're going to continue with that more tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem.
more stories like this of, uh, of you know, what you could be so much on. All right, so tomorrow, uh, tomorrow again, for the rest of the week, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to start at 5.20 because the dopim are long, and Thursday especially is a short day. No, 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 I need a mask.